I've known Alberto for seven or eight years now. He's tall, thin as a twig, glasses, definitely odd, in a good way, of course. He carries himself with a effortless elegance that brings you back to the past. He's thoughtful, annoyingly kind, and with a razor-sharp mind, one of the sharpest I've ever seen. My name is Gianluca Cinque Palmi, you are listening to GLC Live, my podcast dedicated to business design. I'm an educator, design entrepreneur and best-selling author. In this show, I challenge designers, creatives and entrepreneurs to unravel the complexities between business and design. In this episode, strategy and the very troubled relationship between business and design. Ciao Alberto. Ciao Gianluca. So Alberto, welcome and I have to say we have been good friends now for a while. So you embody everything that I thought was wrong <laughs> in an <laughs> entrepreneur, but actually end up being um, absolutely right. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey and what is Very Troubled Child? What's your background? And what brings you here today? <laughs> Gianluca, with pleasure. Uh, so I'm a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> a lawyer is, that makes bags. <laughs> yes, which is not really the um, uh, first profession that you could think as the basis for an um, entrepreneur. But I um, studied law and I was a finance lawyer for um, almost 14 years, first in Milan then in London and finally in Hong Kong. And my uh, job focused on assisting um, specific clients, mostly banks, on uh, complex uh, contracts, uh, banking contracts uh, called derivatives. So something very boring, <laughs> in short. But very profitable. <laughs> But very profitable. And the salary was good. <laughs> That, that, that's what kept me um, on, the, on the track for many years. And um, it's also something bad because once you have a good salary, it's difficult to find an equally profitable um, niche if you want to be an entrepreneur because you have a call to be an entrepreneur. Oh, that's great. So tell me the story of Very Troubled Child. And what is Very Troubled Child? Let's introduce yeah. Very Troubled Child so in the first place. Very Troubled Child is uh, my little um, business idea that came uh, because, um, as a joke, I can really say as a joke, after many failed attempts. But uh, Very Troubled Child worked out. And Very Troubled Child started as a little thing, as an experiment for me to try to create products inspired by movies because I found uh, a niche on the market of people interested in uh, small cult movies that were also uh, not uh, finding on the market very high quality products and creative uh, out of the mainstream tastes. And uh, it worked out uh, because at the beginning 
uh, it was a bit uh, a jump in the dark but then uh, slowly by making mistakes and learning uh, every day my little idea of um, movie inspired products eventually uh, gained more focus and uh, my products became uh, better and better until uh, it uh, gained um, a sustainable uh, niche so we had countless discussion about ideas and strategies i still remember the first time you came we were having a farewell party i think and you showed up with this bag and you said oh Gianluca look and <laughs> what do you think about this bag this was your first question that's true i remember that night that night was pretty memorable for me because it's it was the first night where i received the prototype from the factory of my first bag so to be honest if i look back uh, at that night the product was a disaster <laughs> <laughs> like many times happened yeah. well, the, it was uh, not a beta but an alpha of my <laughs> bags and it was um, an incredible joy to see my my idea came to life and uh, still i i had the world to conquer in front of me and i was not sure if i would be able to sell my prototype but seeing a real product in front of me and seeing the potential even if the product was a disaster uh, was really an alpha it was an amazing achievement so better than money so so better than money so if i can open up my uh, secret uh, and we had this discussion uh, some other times and and you know you have zero design background and i i am a designer you have no artistic uh or better on paper you didn't have any inclination for art or design or or activities and yet you you decided that you wanted to launch a product and especially a complicated product like leather accessories and so when you first told me i i remember <laughs> i think i actually gave you an advice i said alberto don't waste your money and time on this because it's very hard and you know and we look at the product together and i said you know there are some flaws etc but your strategy was super strong i think maybe can we say that your initial strategy was stronger than your initial product yes what saved me um, notwithstanding the flaws of my initial um, prototypes was exactly that my plan was slowly becoming uh, foolproof so my plan was uh, to allow me uh, failure in a painless way so that if even if i failed i allowed myself a room for recovery so at the time you were still working yes. as a lawyer right yes. very important that was exactly uh, a part of the plan so to start this idea while i still had a revenue stream from my law job so what's strategy to you alberto my strategy at the beginning was uh, uh, product first so to come up by trying and repeat 
failing and repeat, trying to find a product that had um, appetite for purchase everywhere on the world and uh, margin high enough for me to make a profit. So it didn't matter whatever it was. It could have been underwear. It could have been yes. uh, shoes. Gianluca, you may not remember because some time has passed, but at the <laughs> beginning I started selling everything I could on, <laughs> the, on, the, on the internet. So I tried failing, mostly failing, selling uh, bracelets, uh, t-shirts, um, all uh, stickers, notebooks, um, every kind of possible um, um, small items that I could uh, come up that were inspired by, by movies and uh, appealing a certain niche initially, and then uh, that I could uh, convince people to buy. And I remember that the first... Uh, Once I, I created and uh, sold the first product, for me it was like magic. F finding, uh, I still remember this lady from somewhere in Midwest US <laughs> buying my, my stickers or my notebooks. So it was, it was really magic. Uh, selling uh, a product that you create to somebody you don't know and who becomes fantastically um, entrenched in your vision is the biggest achievement of my brand, of my strategy. So at the time, you, I remember you told me a story. It was a bet, right? Between you and your friend and you were saying yes. one dollar. What, what that, was that That's story? so true. That's so true. I... Um, Gianluca, you have a good memory. Because <laughs> I, 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 even I forgot about it, but it's true. I had a friend uh, working at Google. We are still very good friends. And um, we uh, made a bet because before he went uh, working with Google, we both uh, were working uh, in banks in London. I was at uh, JP Morgan and he was at the Goldman Sachs. And we, had, um, we were bachelors and uh, having uh, lonely dinners uh, at uh, 11 p.m., uh, Uh, in the city of London, we were very upset of our lifestyle. We were working too hard. And <laughs> too we, long. Uh, too too long. <laughs> and we looked at each other and said, look, we, we, we claim we are so smart and we, we do this life, which is terrible. So if we really uh, would be smart as we claim we are, we should not be doing this life. And so we made a bet. Uh, me against uh, Alessandro, where he gave me, he bet one euro against me that I was able with that euro to create a company. <laughs> And that's true. <laughs> that's true. Because um, after a few months of um, uh, tinkering with different ideas, then I created a very troubled child. Okay, so you, you focus more on the platform, right? Than the initial, you were saying, than the initial product. So you were saying, for me, it's more about the channel and the people and, and whatever, and the theme, the brand itself, rather than the actual product, because you were saying you were selling anything thematically different, etc. And then you refine and refine and refine your... Uh, your process. Yes, but the two things are not um, detached. 
okay. from each other. So product and uh, strategy uh, and uh, theme are actually intertwined. Okay. So uh, once you have the theme, you must still come up with a fantastic product. This is the one of the most important things that was clear to me and that I saw put me on a vantage point compared to the competition. Okay. So we still need to unravel strategy as a theme. And, and you wrote a, a very popular article on Quora. Yes. And you talk... Um, you talk, so you, you were basically answering a question? Yes, Quora.com is a social network with a Q&A, questions and answers. Okay. With, uh, I, I don't know if it is popular in Hong Kong, but... Um, I think it's worldwide uh, now. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's uh, quite popular as a um, platform. It's not a platform to share uh, the photos of your uh, dogs, <laughs> but uh, it's a platform to share knowledge and um, to extract uh, knowledge from the brains of uh, users that is uh, not normally available in books, uh, courses, uh, and um, normal websites, blogs. So it's more uh, experiences, Mm, events, uh, recollection, anecdotes, um, these kind of uh, Q&As. Okay, so what was the question? So it, this uh, is one of my most popular um, answers. And um, so far uh, it gathered um, almost half a million readers, this question alone, this answer alone. And the question was... Um, uh, legitimate it was uh, started by um, a gentleman in Sweden, a 22 years old um, student who had uh, just finished university and asked, uh, I am uh, 22 years old and I want to be a millionaire by 35. Can you tell me why, how, uh -huh. I, can, how I can do it? And uh, when I stumbled upon uh, that question, because somebody, now I, I forgot who, uh, pointed me to that uh, question. It was not on my feed, but somebody pointed me to it. And there were already, let's say, um, 50 or 60 answers or different uh, users uh, from around the world. And so I started reading them uh, one by one, these um, answers from people from all different backgrounds with all different recommendations. And uh, there was a common theme that th they were very generic and uh, made by people that, um, in my opinion, didn't have a clue on, on how to do it. <laughs> so they, they knew the theory, but they didn't know the practice. And so I said, uh, you know what? Um, I had a light bulb moment and I said, somebody's wrong uh, on the internet, so I must uh, fix it. <laughs> and uh, I gave my own interpretation, uh, my own uh, battle plan, my own strategy on how to do it. And if I look, if I would have looked back at myself um, when I was um, 22 years old, and um, what did I do uh, when I started and I didn't have uh, more than 500 US dollars in my bank account? How did I do it? 
And uh, then I literally um, answered by putting one by one the steps that took me to the, achieve the final goal of being uh, financially independent. <laughs> Can you give us a glimpse? Yes. So, unfortunately, it's not very romantic. So it's uh, my strategy for the, the, um, our audience that may want to check the answer on Quora is uh, divided in two groups of steps. The first group, which is absolutely not very romantic, which is uh, to drastically reduce your expenses. And this, I found out that while it was absolutely uh, common sense for me and necessary step, albeit not uh, pleasurable, not always pleasurable, it was essential, but very controversial for my readers <laughs> because my readers, um, when they read the first part, they are basically shocked that um, frugality is so essential to achieve um the goal the final goal of uh, financially financial independence but frugality unfortunately it's uh, it's very important and it's um, actually uh, not just uh, uh, living like a barbarian but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, properly assessing your own priorities in life where you want to spend money you can splurge on the things that are really important for you but do not splurge money on things that are not important. So, so you were saying, get rid of your TV, get yes. rid of your Xbox. This is what I did. <laughs> uh, I was, um, Gianluca, I was, um, I was in Milan living uh, in a small flat. And when, once I realized that I was um, having a good salary, had, um, starting a career, I was very young, but I decided that I had to achieve uh, um, something more than a simple career and I needed to be focused on my things that were important for me. If I would uh, keep spending time on, and money on things that were not important, I would never have achieved um, the focus and I would have lost my vantage point. What was your goal at the time? So at the time, um, When I went to Milan from Venice, I'm originally from Venice, but I moved to Milan at uh, 23 years old. I had um, slightly more than 500 US dollars in my bank account. And my goal was to, to make it. And uh, I had this constant uh, f impression, constant um, feeling into my brain that what I was doing as a lawyer, even if it paid me very well, was not my um, path. Okay. So it was uh, a step, it was a stepping stone, but not uh, my path. So I was uh, very lucky that I was uh, efficient. I was um, very good in what I was doing. And I was paid very well and appreciated by clients, but I realized that it was not what I wanted to do in my life. Alberto, I want to diverge in something that we didn't discuss, which is you, you talked about financial freedom. What's financial freedom? <laughs> so financial freedom, uh, well, I can tell you because uh, the biggest achievement that uh, I have 
with uh, with my company with very troubled child is not um, that i have uh, three ferraris or uh, one, one maserati or i go i don't know i have a lion in my garden <laughs> but <laughs> i have uh, achieved this financial freedom so my business allows me Uh, no need to go to an office, no need to answer to a boss asking me to do things. I have my own uh, revenue stream. I have my own um, uh, business generating the revenues that allow my family to, to live wherever I want on the planet. Uh, and, and most importantly, the revenue stream is detached from my work. So once I create a product and I'm able to sell it, the revenues come by themselves okay. without me actually being on, in an office in front of a computer, answering emails and so on. So you were in Quora, you were also talking about the second step. So we, we are jumping. Yeah. So the first step was frugality. So reduce Correct. your, uh, well, we are missing one part. I read thoroughly your article, yeah. so I, I jump in. So yes, reduce your, um, your expenditure to do what? To save? Yes. Right? And to put this money where? So the, the thing is, you must um, save money, which is, as I said before, nothing romantic, unfortunately, <laughs> because uh, it's, not that, it's nothing new, most importantly, but it's, uh, it's necessary because once you have a um, buffer of money in the bank, it changes your attitude towards risk and towards uh, the chances that you will be able to grasp in the future Uh, knowing that if you will fail, and most often people fail, uh, you will have a, a buffer behind you that will save you and uh, uh, allow you to fail safely. Okay, and then what do you do with these savings? So the, the second part of, the, um, of my answer on Quora, which is a bit uh, more interesting, is the more, more, more exciting, let's say, than just being frugal is uh, to drastically increase your income because there is no way that uh, anybody in my opinion can uh, achieve a financial independence goal just by working for somebody else and saving money okay so my 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 second uh, part of the answer focuses on how i did it which is a uh, admittedly a specific example that worked for me maybe it doesn't work for everybody and uh, but at least it's a practical recollection of my strategy once i realized that i was able to save some money and i did not have let's say only 500 us dollar in my bank but i had let's say 20000 us dollar in my bank so i realized alberto you're doing something right you are still young and uh, you are able to save 20,000 US dollars. Instead of buying myself a BMW, I realized that I could do something with this money. And so I started uh, developing a strategy to maximize the um, effect of my saving and so to increase my revenues. How? So, <laughs> good question. So the first thing that I, I recommend, which is a bit Um, not common in this kind of uh, 
strategies is to study game theory. So the, which for me is essential because especially if you are a student out of university, so you are now um, facing the market, trying to look for a job, you will eventually find a job in a competitive environment. You will have a boss, you will have colleagues. This is what everybody is doing these days. In this environment, if you don't understand that it's a game of contrasting interest and contrasting needs between you, your boss, your colleagues, and you are not able to um, play the game by forcing the people to uh, also give recognition to your assets, you will never get what you deserve. Okay. And uh, one of my... um, One of my first um, impressions when I started as a lawyer and I started being successful as a lawyer was that I was seeing my my peers around me and I saw them not being um, necessarily uh, recognized for how good they were. But there was a reason because their uh, bosses did not have any need to recognize. Because uh, unless you force your uh, who is above you on uh, the ladder into in any business environment you must force the people above you to recognize what you are worth if you are not able to force them there is no way you are going to get what you are worth and uh, working and not being paid what you are worth you are making a gift to somebody else Which is, I hated that at uh, the time. Well, you say forcing, but in reality is just bringing them to see what you're worth. Yes, right? so forcing, obviously I'm not a violent guy. <laughs> so <laughs> far from me to use violence to force anybody. So it's not my strategy. But um, I give you an example. When I was a lawyer in Milan, I was um, doing a very complex, uh, uh, fo- I was working on a very complex uh, matter and which involved the work of a team divided between uh, Milan and London. So something which was pretty complex and for me very interesting. And uh, after a few months, this this matter was uh, becoming very big and very profitable for my firm. And I realized it because I saw the invoices to the clients. So I realized that I started being um vital revenue stream for my boss so i had attached to my job not just the output of uh, my job but also the revenues that from my job were coming so this is very important in any business environment so who whoever is able to generate money for a business <laughs> is doing something right. <laughs> you may not like him or her, you may not, uh, he may not be nice, he may be whatever, but if he or she is um, uh, making for the business a huge uh, income, he's doing or she is doing something right. So I was doing something right, but I was not really making a uh, progress. And I th- realized by checking the assets of, of how the, um, the law firm, the big law firm where I was working at the time, uh, how they manage the resources and so on, I realized that I could not make a real jump in my salary if I did not go to London. 
to to work in London. And of course, at the first um, appraisal, yearly appraisal I had at the time, I spoke with my boss and I naively asked him, why don't you send me to London? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm working with a team half in Milan and half in London. So I would like to go to London and we are this international law firm. So I, you should uh, allow me to go to London. And of course my boss said, no, there is no need for you to go to London. Mm. And, um, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's completely useless. I don't see a, a reason for you to go to London. And this was, um, of course, a mistake from me, but I was lucky to realize quickly where I was wrong and uh, where I was wrong. Was I, I was wrong because I asked uh, to play uh, a game from uh, a position which is in game theory called dominated. So my um, I was not in a position to dominate my boss, but my boss was dominating me. So my boss was deciding without uh, um, any option, any viable option to do it else uh, way. Uh, decided of my career. So in, for his revenue streams, there was no um, interest in sending me to London. So there was no way that he could uh, uh, play the good Samaritan and send me to London. So and, and in reality, his position was absolutely rational. Was I that I made a mistake. So what I did, I employed my following months to... Um, make a, a more stringent relationship with my London boss. And my London boss, after a few uh, conference calls, he realized how important I was for him. And after uh, some more time, uh, you need to be patient because <laughs> it's, these things don't work overnight, ever. So <laughs> you need uh, patience, patience and you need, uh, yes, uh, good important. hard work and um, uh, bringing results for the company and money. But at the end, my boss said, Alberto, why don't you come to London? So I said, I asked my boss, but he said, no, don't worry, I will ask him. <laughs> and so once the boss of my boss asked him to send Alberto to London, Alberto was sent to London wow. uh, three <laughs> days later. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. So game theory, next. Yes. So game theory and this- After um, game theory? Yeah, game theory, actually, once you learn it, you realize uh, that all companies use game theory. All, all companies use game theory to attract customers, to attach customers to their products, uh, to fence off uh, competitors, to, um, uh, I mean, game theory is used every day by by companies and this is basically what allowed me to increase my revenues the use of game theory but then once i have the revenues and i already um, had the mindset of frugality from the part one of my answer what did <laughs> i do so i started saving money and not just keeping them in my bank account but investing so i used the, the two strategies of um, DCA, which is dollar cost average, okay. which is very important. If you want, I can go on it uh, in a bit <laughs> more in detail. And the usage of compound interest. So this double-pronged strategy, DCA, dollar cost average, and compound interest, if you start 
early enough in your life are basically foolproof the, to grant you financial independence down the road. Okay. So you were investing basically in the stock uh, yes, market. Yes, I was investing in the stock market. I And think, Gianluca, that I started in May 2008. So uh, four months before the Lehman Brothers collapse, <laughs> where I lost 50% of my savings. <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, 2008, 2009, the disaster. And I remember that at the time, the stock markets went back to the prices of a decade earlier. So um, because of the Lehman Brothers collapse, the prices where I started investing were really almost 50% lower. So I had uh, lost 50% of my savings. Did you make it back? And I, I, I insisted stubbornly And actually, the money that I invested in the, the window of the worst uh, time of the Lehman Brothers collapse are now, obviously, the one yielding uh, the highest amount, obviously. <laughs> you still invest today? Yeah, today. It's a, it's a um, mindset. So it's, uh, it's, uh, there is no month where I don't do DCA and compound interest. So okay. maybe we need another podcast. Yes. To do that's, that's <laughs> to essential. Go, to, to go in depth in the totally. in this. So save money, mix um, maximize your revenue stream, study game theory, started investing. You seem to be a very strategic man, right? Yes. <laughs> I can say that without knowing, I always thought that a strategy was my best friend if I wanted to achieve something against all odds. Okay, that's a good mindset, achieving something against all odds. So what's your definition of strategy, if you could give one without having so, any input? So my strategy is to... Um, first, to come out alive. <laughs> So the strategy is to make it and make it alive. Because I saw from uh, my life as a lawyer how easy it is to lose almost everything once a certain vital decision on your life do not depend on you, but on somebody else. So once you realize that you, in a certain career path, you are under the spell of somebody else that may change your, his mind, may, may have his um, or her um, revenues disrupted by a competitor where I, you don't have anything to do with, but they can affect your uh, position within the company. I realized that I had to create a um, parallel revenue stream that didn't allow my boss to uh, be my only source of income for me. Okay. So the question of defining strategies always fascinated me as well. Just, just uh, I think, has it fascinated you? Game theory, uh, chess, or, or... And surprisingly, in my work um, previously, when I was consulting and doing branding and design, i was always surprised how many people confused the concept of strategy and the concept of tactics. So uh, tactics is something that you 
basically uh, act upon. So oh. you you can say you know I'm going to externalize or I'm going to um, expand internationally or uh, you know I'm going to reduce the prices. These are all tactics. They are not the strategy. So in in Business Beyond Design, I try to explain the concept of strategy, which is very complex, but I I like to, you know, I feel my job is also to make things digestible, uh, especially for, for my students or my audience or the people that, that I work with. So I try to define it in five key points. So crafting a successful strategy requires... Um, a clear defined goal so we need to know what we want to achieve uh, for you was financial freedom or selling 10 products or 100 or becoming the best of or or you know on top of um, or, or just generating some very specific attainable goal a profound understanding of the overall competitive environment because for example and this is something that I see in many companies when they say, you know, I want to be the best bank in the world. Yes, but if you are a bank in Botswana and it doesn't have the, like the Lehman Brothers capital or, or, you know, the HSBC because we are in Hong Kong or the, the great banks and you know, the Goldman Sachs, it's going to be really hard for you, right? So maybe you can be... Um, one of the best services, but maybe you need to also define what is best no? or what is the number one. Yes. A clear and objective appraisal of your available or attainable resources. This goes back to your frugality, right? Mm. So what do I really need and what what is the, what is it that I don't need? And then an effective plan of action. So what are the five steps that will bring me closer to the goal? Or even more interestingly, I think um, I would like to do another episode on time management and, and strategy where we talk about um, process-oriented goals or, totally. or maybe um, which is different than outcome-oriented goals. Maybe we can put this uh, on... Um, you know pencil yes. it down yeah. and then the, the last part which is unique to strategy i think is it, it's exactly what you were talking about which is your unique creative vision right so in for you at the time your your, your unique creative vision was um the study of game theory so i would like uh our listeners to take a break um Put pause, go on GLC Live and download the worksheets. And then we will come back with Alberto to try to make a small exercise on defining a strategy. <laughs> Great. This interlude is sponsored by GLC.Live. Please visit GLC.Live. That's G lc.live or golf lima charlie lima india victor Ica, or good lies can live in valleys everywhere oh 
And one more thing, don't forget to download the worksheets for this episode. Bye! Very interesting. So, uh, what should we do now? <laughs> Alberto, so let's say that we wanted to discuss about uh, somebody that wants to create a business and wants to craft a strategy. How do we go about it? So, it's uh, it's very interesting what you did uh, here with, um, with these uh, clearly... Um, listed uh, points because it's exactly my mindset <laughs> which I didn't uh, know but I had at the time <laughs> without p- uh, pencil them down but I had exactly this approach oh fantastic and uh, my uh, approach so l- let's start with the, the point number one right the clearly defined goal yeah and uh, I will be brutal and my clearly defined goal, the first, um, at the very beginning of my, of developing my business idea was to make approximately 50,000 US dollar a year of revenues. Okay. So, uh, I, um, put, uh, I set for myself a goal that I thought could be achievable by me. Uh, given my experience, zero, and uh, uh, my um, uh, expertise on the market, almost zero. So I said, okay, I need to find um, somehow a way to make 50,000 US dollars a year. And why I chose this? Because um, even if uh, 50,000 US dollars was much less than my salary, my yearly salary at the time, I thought that uh, given um, taking into account my savings I had uh, um, uh, so far at the time and uh, the, um, these uh, potential revenues of 50,000 US dollars, I could live in Hong Kong, which is a very expensive city, has uh, impossible rents to pay. But if I had these 50,000 US dollars revenues, I would uh, have considered uh, after one year of business, my goal achieved. Okay. So, and, the, and, and this Gianluca is different from all, from all of us because all of us come from a different um, path. So some of us are, uh, may want, for example, to buy a house. Some others want uh, to have, um, have a goal which is independent from certain revenues. But for example, they say, I want to move to Scotland. Okay, so you, you want to find a business that allows you to move to Scotland. Scotland. So, or uh, I want to uh, find a business that uh, um, uh, intertwines my passion for sailing and the need of having a revenue. So I need to find a business in sailing. So everybody of us has different goals in life. And so that was mine, which is not, again, romantic, but allowed me to live in Hong Kong. Okay, so... Next, number two, environment. Did you study your environment? Yes. So uh, first, one of the um, advices that I found uh, surprisingly simple but on point on uh, the internet when people need to start a business is the following. uh, To check uh, where you spend money on the internet and to see 
on the internet if there, there are enough people like you spending money like you on certain products. That's amazing. So uh, if you uh, find, uh, for example, you like to run marathons and you realize that the more you train for to do a marathon, the more you need, um, I'm completely coming up with a <laughs> non-realistic uh, example, but it's just to show the audience how is my line of thinking. Uh, once you learn how to do a marathon, you learn that you need some special shoes or you need some special socks because uh, you want to avoid having blisters. Okay, so you will learn and you see that the more you do um, marathons, you buy these socks to, to prevent to have uh, blisters. But once you use these uh, socks, you realize that what is available on the market, it's not really that good. So you come up with the idea to make them more comfortable or cheaper or uh, better in general. And in this way, you must come up with uh, um, a clear uh, idea of what is available on the market, how uh, the current products are sold on the market and how you can do it better. Okay. So what about... Resources. Resources is essential. Essential from two uh, point of views. Um, first point of view is you need uh, pasta, <laughs> do eat pasta at lunch and dinner. So you need a, a meal to eat and a roof over your head. So you need to have uh, money that allow you uh, to pay the bills and uh, live while you um, put your business idea to work. So first thing, and that's why it's essential to have a frugal life in your first uh, part of the plan, because the savings allow you time to achieve your goal. And unfortunately, at the beginning, you don't know how much time you will need to um, actually achieve your goal. So having money in the bank allows you to sleep at night, knowing that th there are already money to, at home to pay the bills. Second is that it's useless to come up with ideas that require so much investment that you don't, uh, you will never um, uh, arrive at obtaining a product or with the marketing power to sell it. So if I, um, let's say, if I buy a Ferrari and I say, oh, the Ferrari could be done better and I want tomorrow to start another company like Ferrari, you know, I would need probably one billion US dollar to start a company like Ferrari. And mm -hmm. so since I don't have this one billion US, mm -hmm. I, the resources are essential for me to measure if my idea is compatible to, the, to, to achieve the final goal. Okay. So what else, what other resources, because, okay, money is one, but for you, when you started your business, yeah. like other resources are very important, like suppliers, for example, you were lucky in a way because we are, you know, in a, in a place where it has a lot of access to, to manufacturers or, yes. So that's also a very important part of an analysis it's, of your It's resource. essential because at that uh, in point four, the plan, you are getting things done. So in that point, you must develop a plan with the, you must crunch the numbers so that your plan at the end works. 
if you just go with the flow, normally it doesn't. So okay. you must, from the outset, think how much it costs. Uh, I'm thinking of, um, for example, a real product. So uh, let's say let's go back to the um, idea of the bags. So you must come up with the idea of the bag. You must create a prototype, which is a cost. Once you have a prototype, you must um, check with the supplier how many bags they need to produce. How did you find your first supplier, for example? I... So you decided... Yeah. Sorry, let mm. me go back. So you know, okay, I need to sell products. Mm. That's the the way that I want to do it. Yeah. And I will need to sell 50,000 US dollar yeah. worth of yeah. merchandise. Yeah. Then you looked at, and at your environment and you said, okay, I'm going to start analyzing the internet what do i find whatever you found a, a niche or better you you decided you, you wanted to focus on that movie inspired themed um, objects and then you started testing on the market right so you went yeah. okay i'm gonna do a notebook i'm gonna do uh, stickers t-shirts blah, blah 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 and finally you went down to accessories and you say ah okay there is a, there is traction to this product yeah but your resources at the time um how did you find once you decided that you wanted to do for example leather bags how did you find the the supplier so i first checked on the internet how you how you create a bag so how you manufacture a bag <laughs> that's so interesting i okay. did a, i did a quick um, uh, fashion school <laughs> by checking a, a blog post from people more expert than me on how to do the bag and then i browsed the, the internet all the websites directories alibaba to find suppliers. And my bag, my idea of a bag was very difficult to put in practice on a product and uh, very expensive at the same time, very difficult, very expensive. And also my numbers were very small. Of so course. there was very little appetite from companies <laughs> to work with me. Also, nobody knew me. So it was very, very difficult. But uh, I contacted companies uh, almost um, um, everywhere. So in US, Italy, China, uh, Japan, Pakistan, Africa. So wherever I could find uh, somebody that would like to believe in my idea and uh, create a prototype and then come up with a... Um, plan i would have worked with with them and then eventually i found a company and then we slowly started uh, thinking about the um, prototype i worked with uh, a designer helping me uh, to a remote designer uh, helping me with the designing of the product of the um, design elements And then we worked with the supplier and we came up with the first prototype. <laughs> okay. And, and that was the number one. But then there is the point essential of pricing your product. Okay. Now this shifts to your plan of action. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Pricing. Now we yeah. have our resources. So we have our goal. We need 50K. We know our environment. 
we made the research, we analyze our resources, we know how much money we can spend. This is back to our original plan. And now is there is a plan of action. Yes, because one thing is to sell uh, a t-shirt for 19 US dollar and ship it to a customer in South Africa, for example. But one other thing is to sell a bag for 500, 1,000 US dollar and ship it to a customer in Brazil or uh, Dallas. So it's, uh, it's, uh, each product has different challenges. So my plan was to price my, my product high enough to allow me a profit and to sell uh, enough that minimized my risk of unsold bags in case my product was not successful. So at the beginning, I priced uh, my uh, bag Uh, at a um, price that allowed me to sell 8.5 bags and break, <laughs> and break even on the first batch of 50, which was the first minimum order quantity that my supplier was willing to uh, manufacture for me. So I would have had, once created the prototype, I would have had to pay for 50 You, um, bags, but by selling at a margin uh, 8.5, I would have recovered the um, initial um, why, financial expense. Why 8.5? Why not 10 or 5? Well, or... because um, so the higher you go, so for example, instead of 8.5, let's say 10 or 12, it, it needs to. Uh, It needs, you need more sales and you have less remaining products of the original 50 of your profit. So you need to find a balance between a good price for the customers, but also a good price for you. <laughs> Otherwise, you, you, I don't believe in these businesses that start uh, the whole traction phase never making a profit. So the businesses uh, that, uh, for example, have revenues, but no profit because uh, they don't work for me. So the, 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 okay. this idea, this business, I know that the word for, um, especially in this internet age, uh, work for many, many businesses, but not Mr. for Mr. Zuckerberg knows. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Also, by, uh, by, by allowing me at the very beginning, notwithstanding, dozens of mistakes I did at the beginning, but allowing me a slice of margin of profit from the very beginning, it allowed me uh, to immediately grasp that there was um, a profitability inside and allowed me never to ask money to anybody to help me with the business idea. That's great. And so... Last but not least, and this links back to the original part, what was your creative vision? Yes, this is essential <laughs> because uh, um, it developed uh, uh, with time and uh, with uh, the analysis of what I liked and what my customers also liked. Okay. Because uh, I had a vision of... Um, Uh, style, uh, color combinations, uh, 
mm, travel, uh, Italian uh, flair. This I had this vision, but also this vision need need a daily cold shower to see if the customers also appreciate your vision because having a vision that doesn't sell it's it's really you know you can have a pinterest mood board <laughs> but in my case i wanted to sell so i had a vision of a product that i liked of uh, the most diverse um, area of merchandising so pajamas belts swimwear Uh, leather bags, um, sweaters. I had the, the, I had a vision, but I I wanted to see slowly, step by step, if also I could take my customers by hand and make them appreciating this vision. What was the very 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 first product you sold? The very very yeah, first. It was a notebook. A notebook. A notebook, yes. Okay. It was a notebook. The, I, I still remember it was 2013. It was a notebook uh, that I, I only designed in Photoshop. <laughs> so I didn't have the product. Uh, this is uh, basically uh, a virtual product development because okay. you, you don't even create a prototype because it was so simple. Okay. It was a, a notebook. And uh, I, was on, I, I put a listing on Etsy. Okay. So you started even you didn't even have your website. You said, no. "Let me check if this works." Totally correct. At the beginning, uh, capitalizing on this one uh, euro given to me by this <laughs> friend who bet uh, <laughs> with me, I uh, made a listing on Etsy.com about uh, this um, uh, notebook that I designed in an afternoon on Photoshop, <laughs> and uh, um, it took me three weeks to uh, to to find somebody who <laughs> bought uh, the notebook okay. uh, on Etsy and uh, the notebook uh, uh, was sold for 990 US dollar when I sold it I didn't even have the product because I only had the file on uh, on my computer and so I looked at my then girlfriend and I said uh, we need to find what, <laughs> what do we do we, we sold uh, we sold um, a notebook uh, I remember that I was on holiday in Thailand and I, I got the notification of the um, sale and uh, I said what do I do I can refund the money if I think it's not worth it or I can uh, start a journey to see if this notebook I can manufacture somewhere in Hong Kong and I did it and um, the more I, st I kept selling the more I gained knowledge on how to make notebooks and so I found better suppliers cheaper prices uh, better quality so and, and this uh, this slowly developed and morphed into a bigger thing so basically if your creative vision at the beginning was let me look what i like so you started by analyzing like we said before you now the things that you liked on on the internet so you are a, a, a avid uh, uh, i don't know in english how we say uh, somebody that is love with movies yeah right? like movie nerd uh, maybe. <laughs> And and so you started uh, looking at all of this totally. uh, merchandise <clears throat> and you said, why don't <clears throat> I find something interesting because I would buy this myself. Yes, right? I was so. seeing what 
was already available on the market and I thought let's make it better exactly you remember I think yeah we are the same age you remember the Batmania when in 1992 yeah. <laughs> was it yeah. 1992 yeah. or 89 I don't remember I think it was 19 the final uh, 80s Finally, ladies, when Batman came in, everything was bad, bad branded. So basically, you, totally. that's what you did in 20 years later. Yeah, totally. So, so you started by, anal- this was your vision. You're saying if, if there is something that I appreciate within your own niche with, the, of course, you were not going after the mainstream. Correct. No, you, no, never blockbusters. Never blockbusters. Because uh, merchandising for uh, blockbusters, it's already ultra exploited niche so you are never going to win uh, in a market where you uh, measure yourself already with the people more expert than you mm. with uh, much more financial firepower etc and i think your 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 strength was also this the creative vision that you originally had of of a lifestyle yes right? Because now, if we look at very troubled child, and I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I, I love to to have this conversation with you, Alberto, because I followed you from day one, and and I see how the vision morphed and changed. Because then you also became uh, the the advocate of your own brand. You know, your your totally. own vocation became becomes the photo shooting for your new collection. Totally, right? Totally, it's. Um... It's something that surprised myself first, that my customers believed in this way before I even <laughs> believed in this. So um, my the quality of my products allowed me to gain credibility, to gain authority on certain areas of products, let's say bags, sweaters, and so on, that by slowly uh, expanding the perimeter of my items, of my kind of items I was selling, I saw with ups and downs that my customer followed the idea. And so they believed in this um, vision I had uh, at the beginning, really like a seed um, uh, uh, put into the ground of the internet. But then the seed developed And by seeing what I was selling and what I was not selling, there are always uh, mistakes to be done. I remember there was a moment the website had, I don't remember, like 100 products. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's, these are mistakes done because uh, you- you were testing. uh, Yes, exactly. It's, um, it's, um, you have this outburst of creativity, but also you um, make mistakes because not everything is um, really profitable and not everything catches the people's imagination. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, you don't know because there are some products where you believe immensely in and people don't care about <laughs> and and accidental products which are maybe the the outcome of a midnight idea and you said you know what let's try this <laughs> in reality can you tell me something you really believed in and ne- didn't work at all yes yes it's uh, i remember that for example um, some sweaters 
I I had um, I love the idea. I chose the best possible uh, wool from Austria. I we really uh, hired an amazing designer. Uh, but then I realized that for, for my customers, the niche. Uh, to which uh, um, I could market these kind of sweaters was too small to allow me a um, substantial profit. And uh, when you don't make a profit, uh, regardless of how cool is your idea, it doesn't work. I remember. Is it the um, Zermatt one? Correct. I loved it. <laughs> I love them too. I love them too. Okay. But it's, uh, it's that's life. And, and something else that you were saying that you thought okay this is never gonna work ah, yes work the really. iphone uh, iphone cases <laughs> the iphone cases came up as an idea as a um, really a surprise because i saw on the market how uh, expensive were the personalized iphone cases sold on the internet by potential competitors And so I said, if I put myself and I can uh, um, convey the flair of my vision with a product so simple, like my iPhone cases, at a slightly cheaper price, maybe they, they like it. And um, after one year, we were, uh, with my team, <laughs> mind blown by how many iPhone cases we sold. Oh, that's amazing. So that's, that's how we crafted the strategy. So we, we went with the goal, the environment, we analyzed our resources, you had a plan very specific, right? And then everything was tied up together with this unique creative vision, right? So this is how we craft pretty much every strategy. And I believe you do the same every day. I mean, when you, when you need to to do something else. You just walk through the same process, right? Totally. And sometimes uh, you you put yourself into trying to be as specific as possible, but sometimes you also need some leeway because this, the reality often surprises you, gives you lesson, you, you learn many things along the way. So you must always be ready to adapt Because sometimes, for example, you realize that the goal is not achievable in one year, but it's achievable in two years. Is it still doable for you? Maybe yes, maybe not. You must be ready to adapt. Or, for example, competitors come up or um, uh, fraudster come up. So you have clients that are able to scam you. So these accidents happen in business life. So you must be... I remember uh, there was a wonderful story you told me about. <laughs> disasters. <laughs> so the, these problems happen and uh, you must be ready to have a plan, but also be ready to change it and to uh, adapt along the way based on what you are learning. So for example, there is, uh, um, there is probably not a worse enemy than an amazing idea that you realized is uh, not uh, is you are not able to put it in practice because people lo uh, love to put themselves their resources their time into something that they like but then the market doesn't mm. so in this case it's better to realize quickly that there is no no room for uh, 
for that idea to spend more of your resources. So as you said, you know, in, in a way you didn't have, and this is was, I have to say, uh, in in a way I was jealous in a, in that on one side and on the other side I was, how do you, I was surprised because, you know, uh, I spent, and this is, I think is the arrogance of somebody that works in design. Mm. Um, oh, but you know, the originality of the product or the quality of the product like this. And, and, and you went, but like, instead of going top down, you went bottom up, you said, okay, what are the numbers? What is going to sell? How going to sell it? So you, you went instead of a, from a creative, uh, and so in, instead of being imposing your vision, you created a vision for your customers that you already know that was going to be accepted. Totally. And uh, quality was a requirement, not just because I wanted to uh, price something high or because I wanted to make the best uh, possible product, but because I wanted to minimize the customer's complaint because customers complain are a huge pain for any any business. So if uh, uh, a business is trying to cut uh, uh, some uh, expenses by making a subpar product, then they're going to pay it in multiples down the road after the sales. And I could not afford it. So I focused my and my team efforts to try to reduced to the minimum possible complaints yeah. on quality of the product. So if we have to conclude, so I'm happy I gave you a, a framework that <laughs> now you can post on Quora. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you find this framework interesting? Yes, yes. It's, um, I think I told you in the past that without even knowing uh, that there could be a framework written down mentally <laughs> yeah. my brain was already hardwired to follow this framework so if we want to recap in in three key points what should we take away about this long conversation in your opinion alberto so it's um Number it's, one. It's funny. Number one is... <laughs> no, no, no. Number one. First thing is that if you realize that you have a call to start a business, don't be afraid to uh, hear that call. Second, um, believe in yourself, but also be skeptical and believe in the revenues you're going to make. So um, believe in yourself and, and your own resources, your capacity, your taste, uh, the ability to, to beat the market in, with a better product, but also believe the numbers of the revenues that you are able to generate. So regardless of how strong you feel of yourself, which is a trap where many entrepreneurs fall, also look at the numbers and if the numbers are not there you are probably not very good in that niche so you must find something else so number three and number three is that um, enjoy the journey because even the terrible mistakes you're going to do 
the um, horrible uh, adventures you will uh, enter by going to Italy, China, to find suppliers, uh, to trying to fix products, to make customers happy. You will have horror stories about uh, uh, scammers trying to scam you, problems with uh, deliveries of products, whatever. The journey is amazing. <laughs> And patience. Patience, yeah, patience is essential. Because you must patient, not only be patient with the people around you, but mostly with yourself, because you are learning. You are learning along the way. And one of the my mistakes at the beginning was uh, not believing in myself high enough at the beginning and not being patient enough with the mistake that I was doing. Because I was not following... Um, pre-recorded uh, path. I was finding the path along the way. So I was bound to make mistakes and everybody more or less is bound to make mistakes. So you must be easy on yourself. So thank you so much Alberto for sharing so many insights. So if we want to, sh to find you, where should we find you? How do we find you? How do we get our hands on this beautiful products yes Gianluca so the easiest way to find me is uh, on Instagram with the um, username very troubled child very troubled child and uh, also you can look for my website on Google you can look for very which is the um, website where I sell all my merchandise And uh, almost 100% of my products are sold from that website. All my available products, the vision is there. <laughs> It's amazing. We will have links and uh, hyperlinks in glc.live uh, in the transcript of, of this fantastic uh, podcast. And um, I want to leave our audience with, with this little... Um, note from from business beyond design which is we should never forget that strategy is an art and it is an expertise that is acquired through study experience and practice you know it's not something like math uh we we have to like you said before you know we have to approach strategy with a flexible mindset and be ready to react to external external conditions and uh, strategy strategy is the why We do what we want to do and how uh, how we do it and for how long we do that. So we only have a strategy if we can maintain this distinctive position over time. And we can only implement one strategy at a time. So it needs to be the one that maximizes the use of available or attainable resources without losing focus of our distinctive point. The best strategy of all is one that changes the game, not the one that tries to bend the rules in our favor. And being the best is not the point, but advancing ourselves, being better than our former self, and being unique is. And very troubled child is unique. Thank you, Gianluca. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alberto. GLC Live is produced by Gary Moran. Special thanks to Alberto Favaretto from Very Troubled Child. I'm Gianluca Cinque Palmi. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. For references and links, 
please visit dlc.live.